This is the Nearside Low Podcast, brought to you by Missouri Water Polo. For all highlights, scores, and updates, please visit www.mowaterpolo.com. It's Charlie. And Ray. And we are here with the Nearside Low Podcast. We are back, folks, again. Uh, and I don't know. Ray, do you know what happens on February 19th? Sounds like uh, start a spring water polo in Missouri. All right. So you know what that means. Dust off the Speedo <laughs> and get ready to jump into that pool. Um, and be prepared to hear the, uh, Ray and Mai's beautiful voice on a rather uh, weekly basis as we try and bring back um, a little bit more consistency to the Nearside Low podcast. Um, we did want to touch base with everybody. We had a wonderful past weekend with quite a few members from USA Water Polo. Um, and so we wanted to send a shout out. Thanks to. Yeah, thanks especially to Janai Kerr and John Abdu from USA Water Polo for coming out. And running the clinic, also wanted to thank Nick Cargola for coming down and working with the referees, um, as well as Miguel for organizing the clinic, um, to Coach Casey uh, over at MICDS for letting us use the MICDS pool, as well as Missouri Water Polo and John Stupp for helping uh, put this clinic on this last week. And it was a great event, 70 athletes, um, had nearly 30 kids for splash ball on Saturday evening, uh, had almost all the referees in the area as well as about 20 coaches um, show up uh, to learn something throughout the weekend. It was a great event and we're hoping it's going to be something that continues um, and expands. Hopefully we'll get some more people from across the Midwest next year and we'd love to see it um, every spring, maybe Super Bowl Sunday um, moving forward. So great event. Uh, Glad, glad it went so well. And, and as I always like to say at any clinic, as long as there's one thing I can walk away with, uh, I'm a relatively happy person. Uh, and I, would, I think it's safe to say that there is more than one thing I walked away with. Um, so I would urge you, as Ray mentioned, we're going to try and hope here in Missouri to try and make this a more consistent thing. Um, and so we had plenty of parents. We had plenty of rest. We had plenty of coaches. We had plenty of athletes. And if this is something we can keep continuing to do year in and year out, we hope it will kind of snowball and grow and grow and grow. Um, with that being said, uh, we're keeping it short because we don't have much high school water polo to talk about. Um, we do have another uh, special guest. I don't know how we're so lucky. Maybe it's because my co-host is Ray, um, but we somehow <laughs> we're somehow able to keep landing these Olympians. Um, and so um, we were able to bring on uh, Jesse Smith, who played in four Olympics: 2004, 2008, 2012, 2016. Um, Coronado High School, Pepperdine University, um, and obviously still very involved in the water polo community. So. Uh, Stay tuned and uh, get ready for that interview. And uh, we wish everybody success um, as the high school season rolls around. All right, and here we are, the Nearside Low Podcast. It's your host, Charlie. And Ray. And we are here with a former Olympian, Jesse Smith, who hails from uh, California and uh, Pepperdine University, Coronado High School, among other things. I'm sure he will um, tell us a little bit more about that. So uh, just as we open up with all our guests, uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved with water polo to begin with? Oh, yeah, absolutely. What's up, Ray and Charles? Great to talk to you again. I'm super excited to be here on your uh, your podcast today. I love listening to podcasts. I actually listened uh, to a Masters of Scale earlier uh, on my drive over here, which is a you know famous guy from LinkedIn, and uh, really find a lot of inspiration on here. So hopefully we can get some information about water polo out there. I started... You know, just being um, at, down at the pool, I love swimming. 
love being in the ocean. And uh, the local water polo coach talked to me, said, "Hey, you should you should try this. It's it's pretty fun. It's all your buddies are going to play it too. Let's let's get over there and try it." And that's how it started. And how like so we uh, I don't know if you'd heard, but we'd interviewed Janai a couple weeks ago, and he didn't get a start until a little bit later in life. Sound like sophomore year of high school. Uh, did you get an earlier start, or you same time, or? You know, for me, I think uh, I, I, the Janai and I went to the same high school, Coronado High School, and uh, I've always been, uh, I loved body surfing when I was a little kid, I was always swimming, my dad played water polo, went to Naval Academy, was a swimmer, and you know, he loves swimming, so it's in our family that we just, I don't know about water polo, like what age I started, but I've always been in love with, with water, you know, sports, and so, uh, you know, I think we started the middle school program. That's when I started, sixth grade, so I was probably 12, 11 years old. And were you involved in, like, you know, I know there's there's a, a lot of talk in Missouri, and I guess just all around about being a multi-sport athlete and stuff. Were you, were you involved in other activities that you think maybe led you to water polo or benefited in your, your ability to pick the game up rather quickly? Absolutely. I think I played every sport I could when I was little, and, uh, you know, just for fun, I, I loved... Uh, Everything, you know, competitive sports, everything's fun when you're a little kid. So uh, I think it all helps you, you know, it doesn't, nothing, nothing bad about playing other sports. And, uh, you know, I had a really big affinity for the, for swimming and being in the water. I loved, you know, like body surfing, the feeling of like the rush when you, when you glide through catching a wave. And uh, that's a big part of the community that I'm, that I'm from. Everyone really is ocean friendly. And water polo is a team sport, so you get to play with your buddies. You get to hang out with your buddies every day. So that's one thing I always tell, like, kids that, you know, like, how do you, how do you get through practices? Well, make sure your friends play with you because then, then you're down there just hanging out. So uh, you started in sixth grade. At what point did you realize that water polo was something you wanted to continue to do, that you might be able to play maybe at the Olympic level or professional level? Wow, that's a big question. I mean, for me, when I started playing, uh, I mean, I, I wasn't good at all. And I tell kids, you know, when we do camps and stuff, I tell kids, like, I think we went to JOs and we lost to a team, like, 25 to zero. We got crushed. Yeah, hey, like, trust me, we've, 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 been, yeah. we've been on that side, too. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, the reason I, I loved that JO tournament, it was up north, and we, we, being from Coronado, we're all military. A lot of us are military backgrounds. We stayed at the Army barracks up there. You know, and I thought it was awesome because we had 10 kids in a room. You know, it was like the coolest place to stay ever. I don't think any of the parents liked it, but we had a great time. And that's what I remember from that first water polo tournament was just being exhausted from playing so many games, from seeing so many new players that were so much better than me and being like, wow, this is a this is an interesting sport. It's really difficult, but I, I really think there's a lot of room to improve. And you get better so quickly. You know, like you play, you get better. I kind of go into Coronado. Uh, I'm I'm guessing that Coronado has got a pretty proud tradition of having strong water polo programs, and it's obviously at the high school level. What were some of the things that maybe you felt like your coach did or Coronado did as a program or a culture that that kind of I guess pushed that 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 excellence that maybe some high school coaches here in St. Louis I don't know just a tip or two that that you noticed that your coach did or your friends did or or the school did. Yeah, a huge influence on my water polo development was having uh, two components to that. You know, you have a program, and I don't know, it doesn't matter if they're good or not, but just that you think that they're good. So I could see players that uh, would come back and visit, and people would be like, wow, that guy's really good at water polo when he played. He's really good. So you kind of look up to people and see, oh, man, it's possible to go somewhere in the sport. You can go play water polo at Stanford, or you can go – 
to play at UCLA. And uh, that connection really empowers you. Even though maybe you won't personally be able to do that, it's a possibility. So guys like uh, Lane Bobian, who I ended up playing in the Olympics three times with, and who now is also giving back to sport by coaching uh, with the New York Athletic Club that I also play for, uh, you know, he's still involved. Like he was, I remember like one of the best players that I, I ever saw play and he was from my school. So that's really cool. And we had really good coaches. All the coaches that were involved and all the volunteers were so good, so inspirational, always, you know, being positive in that they want you to be better at what you're doing. And then uh, obviously moving on to Pepperdine, what, what did you learn in your college career, I guess, that got you set up for the next level? Wow. So college, you know, I, I was really fortunate to play for uh, at Pepperdine. We had a really good program, and uh, we have a really good coach, Terry Schroeder, who's coaching there now, and with Merrill Moses, who's also a really good coach. And uh, Terry's just a very inspirational figure within water polo, and he has a lot of experience in all the things he, he does, business and, and sports. So, uh, I, I mean, I just tried to – honestly tried to absorb anything I could from, from him and it's tough, you know, to develop. Uh, sports are, aren't easy, and that's why a lot, not everyone can, can excel all of them. But try to pick up what you can, you know, and, and keep going. And then you went on to become a four-time Olympian, which in a sport like water polo is a very impressive feat with how much conditioning um, and, and work goes into staying in shape to play water polo. But playing it at a high level from Greece to Beijing to London and Rio, what are, what are some of the experiences that stood out for you um, over those four Olympic Games? Yeah, the biggest experience right now, like thinking about, you know, we've got South Korea, we've got the Olympics coming up on Friday, they're going to have the opening ceremonies, and, uh, you know, I reached out via email to some of the organizers for the LA 2028, asking, you know, how can you help, how can I, how can I what volunteer positions do you guys have, and I think that community of, like, that you're part of something bigger than you, and, you know, you go there, it's really interesting, because you go to these Olympics, and it's just another water polo tournament. You know, it's the biggest deal, but it's just another water polo tournament. It's another game. At the same time, it's it's a huge, amazing opportunity to represent, you know, your country in a way that very few people get to do. And it's this huge, humbling privilege. It's really amazing. So it's kind of you have to exist in both those worlds when you go. So I remember the biggest thing for me, the biggest element of it is, you know, I've been four times and the best we got was second. And we were huge underdogs. And it's the feeling of just you've got to keep going, persevering, because you believe that something is going to happen and you're going to have an opportunity to have success and just striving for it with a group of people that it's it's an amazing thing to work with other people and just the most powerful effect on, on me, a learning experience, and how to, to work with these guys that we've been on a journey together. It's really, really big privilege. And I think that's the best thing about the experience so far. All right, so touching on the Olympics, like, you know, as a coach, you know, I've been, I guess, coaching water polo for about 12 years now, and, like, there are certain moments that I remember in games and situations that happen and, and stuff that, like, to this day and I 30 years from now, I'm sure I'll still, like, talk about those moments. So, I mean, obviously you played in quite a few Olympics, so there's probably quite a few. Was there one that stood out that you can go, you know, I, you know, it was, it was either a game or an incident or something that happened that you really, like, you just, you know, you see your teammates and you guys, you know, remember when, you know, we were up 5-4 yeah. and, you know, something like that. Wow, yeah, that's, yeah, I've been playing a really long time and I've had great teammates and I love seeing the guys that, you know, I started playing with. I think I'll see one of them this weekend, Jamal Mutlock, 
who played with me in, uh, I probably, sorry, I mispronounced his last name. I'm terrible at it. The, the people that you meet and you play with are like the biggest element of it. So instead of like a sports moment, I love just having that connection where I was like, man, we spent so much time together and these high school guys that I played with and you see them and how successful they are in different endeavors that they've done. And it just makes you uh, appreciate, you know, that time you spent with them. Okay. So uh, Jamal is going to be in Austin for the spin law contest, uh, which is a tournament that I'll be playing with the New York athletic club. And uh, I'm so happy to, to, you know, even though it's, it's just fun to play with someone that you played with, you know, 20 years ago. So talk a little bit about the future of the U.S. team. So obviously in Rio, um, you guys finished a little bit lower, I think, than you were hoping, but a very young core. And uh, I guess also looking forward to 2028, which I know we're all really excited about having water polo and the Olympics returning to the U.S. Talk about talk a little bit about how you see the men's team in the next coming years. Okay. Um, you know, for the men's team, I think right now is this amazing opportunity because – we have really good leadership uh, within the organization. They're, the way it's grown over since I've been involved, I, I really appreciate it and respect how much work goes into it. There's a lot of, I think a lot of people will point out shortcomings, but from a perspective within it and from outside, it's been growing and they've, they've made it better. So I, I think that I'm really proud to be part of that organization, even if, if it's as a volunteer for like ODP or as an athlete, it's it's pretty amazing where where it's going. I think that there's a lot of potential there, and uh, so a guy like you know John Abdu and uh, what he's done and the guys working with him, it's it's pretty impressive. I had a chance to go for some of the ODP stuff. I went up to, to Oregon to Portland, and I went to Atlanta, and uh, I've been a couple other local places in California, and I really like that there's this consistency that I'm seeing to athletes that not maybe the best players are spread around the country, but that it's growing around the country. I really like that. And I I hope that uh, there's more of that in the future. And I I think that that's happening. So I'm really excited about that for the, for the men's and women's team. And then you also played uh, professionally all over the world uh, in places like Greece, I believe it's places like Greece, Croatia, Montenegro, Italy, Turkey, and Brazil. What, What were some of your favorite experiences playing abroad and, if you had to go watch a water polo game somewhere in the world, where's the where's the best place to do that? Well, the best place to watch a water polo game is actually, uh, I'd say the NCAA championships. I like watching uh, here in the United States because, or even I went to watch J-Ho's this summer, uh, and I and I love seeing the 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds, or I think it was 11-year-olds playing, that like they had a flow back and forth. And it's so difficult to, to manage that as coaches, as players, and referees. And everyone did such a good job just getting the kids going back and forth. And all the kids had fun. And I thought that was really cool. And uh, internationally, there's some great spots. Water polo has got a couple amazing hot spots where it's just truly, like, awesome to be a water polo player. And I've got to be part of that. The best thing for me is uh, that I it has to be winning championships for the teams I've played on. Uh, I've really enjoyed that. So, and I... I just, it's not always like a for sure thing. And when I've gone somewhere, like I went to Greece and I won championship when I, when I went there the first time, we won the Greek championship. When I went there the second time in Croatia, it was really this uphill battle against this amazing team. I was playing on a team in Zagreb, Croatia versus Jug Dubrovnik. who's like the powerhouse. And the second year I was there, we won this Croatian championship. We went and played in the big tournament in Europe. It's called, well, right now it's called champions league. And, you know, we got to the final four of that and, it's just so fun to win. 
and uh, it's just an amazing experience, and I love that, and I'm, I'm just hoping that uh, I can be part of that more. I love that. Okay. Uh, so we're going to uh, move a little bit into, obviously, uh, playing on the Olympic team, you know, we, we know that you were a center defender, um, and obviously that person is tasked with uh, guarding uh, some pretty good individuals on the opposing team. So how does one fall into that role? Was that something that, that maybe you embraced at Coronado or Pepperdine, or did you just show up? To the national team and coach said hey, you're going to be our new center defender how, like how did you kind of fall into that role yeah I, I, the the procedure for making the national team when when i started i uh i was a senior in high school and uh radko rudich was the national team coach it was in 2001 and uh, he had a, a similar now it's kind of an open invitation he listed like a hundred athletes that were for different reasons uh invited to like a national team training and uh, I showed up and, you know, I just tried to survive. And uh, I was playing as much better players, much more physically able players. And uh, eventually I was a center and uh, an outside player. And then he he asked me, you know, can you play as a defender? I think you can grow in that position. We have really good centers right now uh, for the team, which was uh, at the time Ryan Bailey, Jeff Powers played center. And there's a couple other guys that were really very experienced and very good players. And uh, he said, look, they're, they're defender. You might be pretty good, more or less. That's what he said. So, uh, you know, I said, absolutely, whatever I can do to help and participate. And I think that's that's just how it's gone from there. So what are some qualities you think are important to have as a center defender, either physical or mental um, awareness type qualities. What, what, like when you're looking for a center, either a center defender at the high school level or even higher. What I think that uh, for center defenders and for, I think for water polo, water polo, the best thing for everyone, you know, you just you want to learn the game, all aspects of the game, because you never know. Like for me, when I made it to a higher level, you're asked to play a little bit different role, and so I think the most important thing for any position, including center defender, is being coachable. You know, and and it's funny because I've played so many Olympics. And uh, just good coaches, like I remember Dayan Udovic, he, you know, he's like one thing. He's like, hey, can you try this? And, he, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I wasn't doing that. You just need to have self-analysis and you need to have other people uh, giving you input to what you're doing because it's it's the only way to continue being good and to get better. And that's why you play. You, there's, a, there's a point. You know, you're there to win. You're there to get better no matter how long you've played for part of your job was to defend the you know the top two meter centers from from other teams is that something that like game to game you know coach would say okay uh you're you know you're going in front of the net to prevent this guy from scoring or were there certain people that coaches would key you in on oh that's a great question you know water polo water polo at national level and high levels uh, we're, we're a team you know so there's usually two or three defenders and 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 huge part is also the goalie and so all of us then work with the coach creates a strategy like how the team defense is going to work with the defenders and how the goalie to shut down maybe particularly talented centers or uh, talented offenses and so it's just kind of you just trying back to that being coachable you know it's like following orders who was the center that you were like okay this is this guy's going to be tough to stop in your in your career of polo that you were you know you kind of you looked forward to the matchup with that person was there anybody that stood out well, I mean, the, the funny thing is I, uh, when I was a kid, the best water pole player in the world was an American guy named Chris Humbert. Right. I and, remember, I remember uh, the name. Chris Humbert was this amazing center, left-handed player. And I had one opportunity when I was, I was like 15. I got in a, in a like kind of a scrimmage where I got to play against him. Now, how old and was he, was he so much at the time? 
Oh, I, I don't know. He, he's been there <laughs> a little bit older Olympics, than me. Though. All right, he was, yeah. yeah, no, he was. Yeah, he was. You know, at the end of his career, but still amazing. Right, right. And, and uh, you know, I couldn't do anything against him on offense. I didn't have a chance on defense. I just tried not to, you know, get thrown out of the water. You know, and uh, I remember just uh, there's such. He was very, very amazing. It was just truly amazing water polo. I remember watching his highlights in the Olympics. You know, it's just there's there's really good water polo players out there and he was he was definitely one of them for that i played against ryan bailey was just unstoppable you know even if you watch like his last olympics like every player had a hard time guarding him and uh, there's so many factors that go into the game you know how you get like how often you can get him the ball what kind of defense you're playing but he really was an amazing water pole player so i say ryan bailey is one of the best and he was American too. It's it's right, kind of cool. That's great, yeah. So when, when watching you play, one thing that's readily evident is your your leg strength and being able to battle with the the various centers you were guarding and just in the pool in general. Was that something that came naturally to you, or was that something that you worked to develop over time? Oh yeah, I, oh man, I always was working on my a beater, especially uh, because when I started off as a as a center. Uh, you know, it's just you need, and you're and you're a young kid, and all the older kids, you know, they did a great job of helping me learn really fast. And you just got to try to stay above water, you know, <laughs> try to survive. <laughs> so, so, so how did how did you do that? I mean, was that is was that something like we were talking to Janai last time, and he was talking about how legs are something that you can practice every time you're in the pool, as far as technique wise. Uh, was that something you were developing? by doing various leg sets or is that something you did a lot of times out of the water or what, what was your approach to, to improving well, big, your leg strength? Yeah. Well, the biggest thing for, for what I've learned in, in my experience is you want strength over flexibility. You know, you want to have a, a range of motion you want to have strength across that motion and water polo for egg beatering. That's a very difficult motion for a lot of people. And you got to have strength over the whole thing to get it going. But at the same time, there's no way that I could do something like a synchronized swimmer. I mean, those guys are the best, at egg beating ever. <laughs> so I think you just practice. Practice just makes you better and better, and, and I've just practiced a lot. And then another question for training. I mean, so you so you you played in four Olympic games. So I mean, over a span of I mean, sixteen years or so, you were playing at extremely high level. Uh, what, what what were some of the things you were doing training wise to keep your body in shape to do that um, and to be able to compete at that level? Well, I learned. I tried to learn from the guys that were. Uh, more experienced in me and how they they played you know uh, guys like ryan he's playing 37 years old at in the london olympics trying to learn you know how are they in shape how are they more strong than i was you know it's like how, how what's that guy doing you know oh what's he's he's eating this way or he's you know he's doing this with his lifestyle he's getting this amount of sleep and as you get as you get older we learn there's so many tips and and learn from other sports other athletes how you can be more uh, of an expert so when we talked to Janai last week. He was saying that he was he thought that catching a ball, catching the ball is a really underappreciated skill, uh, particularly in the U.S. at younger younger age levels. Is there is there a certain skill like that that you think um, could be focused on a little bit more developing athletes? Well, I mean that's a really broad thing. I I, I definitely agree with him. Janai has that talent also that when he does you know he does a lot of camps and on clinics and uh, he he keeps the kids. Uh, their interest and so that's a huge part that you know two hours passes a lot more quickly when uh, you know you're, you're having fun I can't say I've ever had a bad coach I've always found something that I can learn from them and something I'm not good at so I'm just like how do I figure out how to do this and so I'm I'm just 
happy to be coached by these guys that I've, I've been really fortunate. So kind of speaking of the, I guess, the future, you had mentioned this earlier in the, the interview. So you're playing for New York Athletic Club, and I'm assuming, are you guys going down? Is it, I think you mentioned the Spin Lab Classic. Is that coming up? or? Yes, this weekend. Oh, it is. It and is this UT weekend. in Austin. Okay, so it's in Austin. And what is, yeah. I, what, I'm assuming, is that a, a, a Masters level tournament? Yeah, it's it's just a, there's going to be a lot of Masters athletes there. There'll be a couple of guys that are everyone will be out of college and it's it's Masters tournament. Yeah, we'll be we'll be sending down the Clayton Men's team from St. Louis. I think we're on the opposite side of the bracket, so oh, we miraculously awesome. beat Olympic Club. We may uh, we may see you. So uh, go easy on yeah, us if great. that if that game happens. <laughs> no, I mean we went there last year, and I I just think that the organizers did a great job. Everyone, all the athletes there were trying their hardest, had the most fun. You know, it was it was pretty competitive. I think Olympic Club was there last year as well, and it's a, it's a great tournament. Yeah, it's an awesome tournament. I've I've enjoyed going down there in the past as well. So, um, uh, coach, you got anything else you want to touch on with us, or anything oh no, you thank you. I'm, I no, I really appreciate you guys uh, trying to grow the sport in your area. I think that's huge. You know, I would like to uh, see splash ball the little kids take off because I I am so excited that we have the Olympics in Los Angeles in 2028. And it might seem so far away. It does. But when I do one of these ODP skill camps and there's little kids and they're 10 years old, just putting it in their head, you're like, man, you could go to the Olympics in L.A. It's so cool. It's such a cool talking point. I, did, and I, you know, I, didn't, kinda, I didn't think about it that way, and that's, that is a pretty cool idea. I mean, so. for me, like, I never – when I was a little kid, I never was thinking about the Olympics, but I remember distinctly being in the airport and meeting these really tall – uh, volleyball player and uh, I got a pin from one of them you know I was like 10 years old and they gave me a pin and I was just so in awe and it didn't matter what sport they were or what country it's just a really fun honorable sport sport event and I just am excited that I've been involved so long and I think everyone should get on board that that thing for LA awesome well that's I mean it's about all we got from our end yeah uh were Thank you guys you. were you guys with Janai this weekend? He was out there, right? He was. We were the, yeah, we were there on Saturday and Wasn't Sunday Jani with him out and John. There in St. Louis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. It was good. And that was He uh, told we, me there was like 20 coaches there that it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we learned, I mean, we it was fun to meet him and again, like I feel like the area that we need to grow on a little bit out here is like the Xs and Os aspect and like we sat in a in a I guess I'd call it a closet, a closet yeah. but we sat in a closet with John Abdu for like two or three hours and I mean just peppered him with questions and that's the stuff that I, I love and when Ray and I go out to California and we we try to go out early and practice with club teams and stuff before JOs and just like being able to pick the brains of some of those guys out there get new ideas and, uh-huh. and and go from there so we we really enjoyed it we hope they come back next year yeah well you know you know what i really am interested in when i when i go to travel these places like when i went to phoenix i went to the u.s open this weekend and uh and i love when i travel to, to connect you know see if we can grow the sport so we had four kids and they put noodles on under their, under their arms and they were able to actually play water polo i gotta send you the clip of it it's actually pretty cool these guys guys they they're you know 10 years old 11 years old they didn't have any experience in the water they're soccer players you know through a friend of a friend they came to the practice that we had a camp at and they had a blast and i'm like man that's what we need to get going is a splash ball little kids just so they can know what water polo is if you're interested in doing that send me uh send me an email or something we'll we'll get something together appreciate it thanks a lot jesse okay bye ray bye ray charles bye bye guys take care and that concludes the nearside low podcast Please subscribe to us on iTunes.